What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Volleyball Source Podcast. My name is Everett Talorum, and today we have a very, very special guest joining us literally from the other side of the world. I'm waking up. She's going to bed. It's the one, the only, Mrs. Shina Joseph. Shina, what's going on? Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm so good. I'm happy you reached out, and I'm here talking to you. Me too. I was... I was doing uh, a live stream on my Twitch channel, and we were just going. This was a couple weeks ago, like literally when I when I first messaged you to do this interview. I was doing a live stream on my Twitch channel, and was talking about the V League, and I was just like, oh, I can never read the stats. And a buddy of mine sent me a way to be able to, to you know, use Google Translator properly, basically. And uh, and I was like, oh, finally, it was able to see, you know, how how well you were doing uh, from anything something other than volley trails. And uh, at, at that point, I was like, man, I haven't talked to Shine in a while. Let's see. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I did it on the stream. I messaged you on the stream live. And I was like, yo, let's get an interview with Shina. Because it's first of all, it's been a long time since I've, I've seen you. It's been a long time since I've seen kind of anyone in volleyball because of the world situation right now. And it seemed to me like right. you're having not only a good season in Japan, but a lot of fun. So it's just, let's, let's catch up, see how, see how things are going and, uh, you know get a little bit insight of what volleyball is like on the other side of the world. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well with COVID everything is kind of crazy. Um, and just getting here was a little crazy. I was supposed to be in Japan August 3rd and I ended up coming October 1st, you know, um, in Japan, COVID is uh, very different than the rest of the world. Um, life is pretty normal here. Um, we wear masks all the time, like walking on the street, going on the train, any public place, but uh, especially walking on the streets, like people wear masks all the time. Even us as a team, we wear masks. If we're not working out or playing volleyball, we have a mask on, um, which makes it like pretty safe. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. But other than that, like we have a pretty normal life here. Um for sure, we make sure that we're not going to, you know, we're not shopping. We're not going to Shibuya and hanging out with all those uh, those crowds. Um, and we have a PCR test once a month. And we What's have to PCR? log in. Like our PCR is uh, the COVID test, like with the nose oh. thing. So you're only, you're only doing it um, once a month. Yeah, we do it once a month. And we have to log in our temperatures every morning. Okay. Um, and talk about our conditions you know there's like a little questionnaire we have to do every day so that's how they're kind of controlling it um so yeah that's like covid in the sense but um japan is amazing it's uh it's different um i love the culture i've loved the culture for a very long time so i'm i was really excited coming to japan and being able to play here and um yeah like it's just like a really cool experience now you guys it seems to me like this isn't the first time you've played in asia you've played uh not last season but the season before you were in the philippines and before that you were in taiwan so it seems to me that you really love playing in in those those asian countries and playing kind of on on that side of of, of the world why is that um i love i love asia like i really fell in love with it because my first contract i played in bulgaria and uh, that's a very interesting culture <laughs> and, uh, you know, and very different quite, than quite the rest the opposite, of Europe. Quite the opposite from Asia, too. You know, like you're going from yeah. like like when you're talking about like like if you're talking about the stereotypes just in general of like Bulgaria versus Asia. Very different. Very different world. Very different. And exactly. Not, and not to mention you stepped off like you went f straight from Florida because if I remember correctly, like you were playing in the final four, right? Car you're you're on ESPN and Car just praising you playing for, for Florida in the final four. And then a month later, you're playing in Champions League in uh, in Bulgaria. Yeah, exactly. So um, it was really like a quick turnaround. And, you know, like I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Europe. Like, that's cool. No, Bulgaria is shouldn't be a part of Europe, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not like giving a crap to Bulgaria, but it's definitely very different. Oh, I, I, I know a few Bulgarians and they will fully tell you that going to, you know, like the old Eastern Bloc part of Europe is very, it's a very different experience than going to what we as, as North Americans consider Europe. 
but i mean like some, yeah exactly but, but i mean some people some people thrive there so it's like it's all it's it's all preference yeah and for sure and you know um the team that i played on uh jen cross played on that same team for two seasons i mm-hmm. think after me so and she loved it and i did not love it so um quickly after that like i went to asia and i fell in love with it like right away and i don't want to leave asia um like the people like mm-hmm. most of all is like the people are they're so good they're so sweet they're very welcoming um they want to teach me about their culture and they want to know about my culture too and um and the like level of professionalism throughout the league and the gear that we get like the asian swag is just very different and do, do i have, just have st- do you have a piece of asian swag around with you like you have your tracksuit like like you, do you, like if you're going to talk about the swag at least show us some of the swag you know what i'm saying I'm actually not even in my house. Like I'm at one of my teammates. <laughs> yeah, I, we, today's our off day, and okay. I went to the gym to work out. And she's like, "Hey, I'm making chicken wings." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm coming over." Like, nice. I love it. So fair enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll, you, we'll give you we'll give you anywhere with. We'll give you a pass with it for for this time. <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, Asia is just like super. You know, it's, it's super cool. It's super laid back too. But. It's just a lot. I think it's a very nice balance between the volleyball, like the intensity of the work. Um, and, you know, as playing in the States, um, you only really play like when you're a really good hitter, you play through rotations, you know. And um, that was a part in my game that I had to develop my defense. I had to develop that, my ball control. And in Asia, that's where it's at. You know, that's where you're going to have teams with the best defense and ball control. So me staying in this kind of environment, I think it's growing the weaknesses in my games, I would say. And um, also even blocking, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going up against big hitters, but, but the, uh, the offense I honestly is way think... faster, I'm guessing, than, than what you'd be seeing in Europe or, or elsewhere, right? Like, I'm sure that the complexity of the offense and your ability to read has gotten so much better since playing, especially playing in the V-League. Yeah, absolutely. And like these hitters are very skilled, you know, like they might not jump out of the gym, but they can definitely like tool your block on demand, you know, and they run so many combos and like it's it's really a different style of volleyball than uh, than what I'm used to. So it's really it's really cool to be playing in this kind of uh, environment. What's what's the fan? What's the fan experience like? Because optically from North America, it seems to me like you know, volleyball is maybe one of the biggest sports in Japan, especially, you know, since haiku is, is such a popular anime and, and, and manga. Um, you know, it, it, it seems to me like the popularity of, of volleyball and maybe your celebrity style status within uh, as a volleyball player in Japan is potentially higher in Japan than, than somewhere, you know, elsewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I also have to say I can't totally relate to that just yet because of COVID um you know all most of our games are all our team games are closed to public um but a lot of our games are open to the public but i've had a lot of fans dming me on instagram people drawing me in cartoons um i've gotten a couple presents from fans or when i'm walking around like like to the convenience store you know like a Mm 7-eleven like the people like at the kiosk are like hey can i take a picture with you so um Either they think I'm a basketball player or they know me from volleyball. That's that's fair. That uh, uh, it's really too bad that you're not able to experience those fans because just from seeing it on on videos and live streams over the years, it, it looks like they're they're rabid and very knowledgeable volleyball knowledgeable volleyball fans. So you know it would be it'd be awesome for you to, for you to be able to get to experience that. Now, you guys. The playoffs just started. You had your first playoff game this past this past weekend. Is that is that true? Um, we actually are done playoffs. Um, You're done playoffs. And a regular, yeah, we're done playoffs. Regular season is over. We're actually currently playing in the V Cup, which was a tournament created last year, um, so that the players that aren't playing on the national team, because now all the national team players they they've started training um oh yeah and then now yeah so v cup is for like the rest of the players so that they can kind of extend season and give more playing time and you know 
more money, more, you know, more volleyball pretty much. All right. Fair enough. So my team, my team, we finished fifth. But that's and the, that's it the was medics. Kind of, Sorry, I don't think I didn't state that for the fans yeah. before the AGO medics. I go. I go. I go. Makes makes sense. I'm pronouncing it like it's the freaking <laughs> art gallery of Ontario down the street. You know, <laughs> Agio. It's a. It's spelled A G A G E O. So Agio is is much better. Yeah. So um yeah, our team we finished fifth. Um, it was kind of uh we got we kind of got screwed over with uh, COVID. Because on the our second half of the season, we had a whole month off for the winter. Um, second half season started in January. And with COVID, like the new strand kind of came out. A lot of uh, one of the teams got COVID and they were out for two weeks and a half, um, quarantined. And then a lot of games were canceled. So the league decided to do to ch- kind of change the ranking format. And they did a... Uh, by average so it's an average of how many games we've won and lost so we've been undefeated since january and we ended up we couldn't make it in the final four because at the beginning of our season we like our coach came like the second game like the second weekend of our game so we were kind of still figuring things out and then we figured it out like i think in november we lost maybe one or two games since november so it's really crappy we got like the shorthand stick yeah wow that's brutal that seems to be a common story a lot like you're seeing a lot of teams that were really struggling at the beginning of the season they're starting to figure it out or there's the teams that there's a bunch of teams that were like undefeated at the beginning of the season it's like whoa what are they doing like they're going on a run and you know all of the better teams started getting their players back and they've they've started they started jumping down so that's very interesting that there's kind of like a second league so that you guys continue playing and um you know the other the national team can start training. I mean, I'm guessing they are hosting the Olympics. So like all eyes are, are, are on those, those athletes. Yeah, exactly. So um, they're, you know, they're doing a really good job about, um, you know, selecting their players and making sure their players have plenty of time to get ready for the, the Olympics and even VNL because Japan's in VNL too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of VNL, um, you were a part of the Team Canada team that back in 2019 helped qualify Team Canada for the VNL. Obviously, it must have been like, first of all, let's let's go back to 2019 before we even talk about how frustrating last year must have been. And, and looking forward, you know, back, go, looking back to 2019, there there was like you guys had a different vibe going on uh, on that team like it, it was it was a different vibe uh with that that group of girls i got to experience a little bit in montreal um but then watching you guys play the challenger cup like it seemed like you guys were were at a different level could you could you feel that as well yeah absolutely um i think uh a lot of that had to do that we've been a, a lot through um we've been a lot together um and, you know, the change from Marcello to Tom Black was, like, very flawless in a way because everybody was super excited to have um, a coach like Tom Black come in and, you know, help turn around the program and help, you know, and he had, like, similar values to us. Mm-hmm. So um, it was very, like, such a nice change and refreshing change. And everybody was super – it brought us closer Um the summers that we like we went through with Mar- Marcello it brought us closer as a team so um Tom all he had to do was kind of teach us the volleyball and we were all ready to work like we've been working hard so it was really nice to see that uh the hard work and a new coach and a new staff to support us and all that work was transcending into like success and wins and um that's exactly you know what we were hoping for so we know we're good. Um, we have a program that is supporting us to be good and trying to give us all the resources that we can in order to be successful. So it was just like a really nice environment and nice feel for us um, that we haven't had in a very long time. That's fair. I mean, the change, as you said, the, the change from Marcello to Tom Black was a huge difference. And you know, I've I've talked about this not on air, but off air with some other members of the, the women's national team. And I almost feel like if there was no Marcello in the middle, Tom Black wouldn't have been able to have the effect that he did. 
you know, if if it wasn't for the way that Marcello came in and was very much a taskmaster, ma- like master with you guys, and you know, uh, showed you know maybe made it seem like you know volleyball was only played one way and you had to, had to do had to do it his way. Then once Tom Black came in, and it was kind of just a, a a breath of fresh air, and you guys were able to take all of that that discipline and hard work that Marcello instilled and meld it with the the volleyball systems and the, and the teachings of volleyball that Tom Black brought. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely fair. And you know like you know as much as Marcello and not and us, we all uh you know shared different views on many things. I think, you know, this guy knows about volleyball and he's like he's smart and you know he has this whole plan and system in his head that not necessary and he viewed the game differently than anybody could have seen so you know like a lot of us were on the outside so having tom black come in and actually teach us how to see volleyball in the way that a head coach um at a high level sees volleyball was very nice and you know it's like we're all learning and we're all getting more educated it's like we're doing things but some of us didn't know why we were doing it. We're just doing it because that's what we were told to do it. So when we're taught why and how to do it, then it's like, it comes more naturally. And our group, we weren't afraid to work, you know, like we did the work with Marcello. We worked hard, our bodies went through it. So for me, I see it as I survived Marcello. I can survive anything. So I think that's how the, you know, like, the, like you're saying, Tom Black came in at the right time. Yeah, that that he did. It was, you know, especially in that that run where you guys didn't lose a match between the Norseka uh, Challenger Cup and then the FIVB Challenger Cup. It was it, it was massive. It, and I remember talking to to Jen Cross about this, and apparently, you know, she was in that that game against Croatia. Like she was on the bench looking at Kyla and being like, "We're like we are going to the Olympics." And I mean, there was a, a small period of time there right before uh, Autumn Bailey went down with her injury that it seemed like, you know, no one could touch you guys and that, that you know, nothing could do. You guys, you know, like you guys could do no wrong. Can I ask you, like, why why do you think the injury to Autumn affected you guys so much? Because absolutely, like, Autumn Bailey was a massive part of, of that team and she was a huge piece on the left side. But it seems like at, after that point in, in the, the few, you know, the Olympic qualifiers and a few of the other events that there wasn't the same like confidence and like free spirit that you guys had had previously in the summer. Um, well, I think uh, Autumn Bailey is, you know, like she's a big part on our team, um, you know, just volleyball wise. But I think as a human too, like she's, you know, she's an amazing human to be around. And this girl, you know, she's a volleyball player. Like, if there's something that she's really good at and she's skilled, talented, eat, sleep, breathe, it's volleyball, you know? Um, so I think it was it was just very devastating to see that somebody who is eat, sleep, volleyball go down, you know? And, um, but I think, well, from my experience, I think her injury affected different people like different people like differently and some people were like you said a little bit more devastated maybe had lost confidence um but for me like I saw it more as it's an opportunity for us to do this for her and with her and um you know like her dream and her goals that she was working towards like you know we're all putting our bodies on the line and at any moment you know we can all suffer an injury and it ends there um but it gave us something greater to play for and that's how i see it so i wouldn't necessarily say like it you know like it made us lose confidence um but definitely i think our team we were playing we're playing really well and after her injury yeah like we had to figure things out but that's the whole like amazing part about volleyball. You know, any good team can go down against a really weak team at any point of the season. So, um, yeah, so I think that's how Autumn Billy kind of affected her getting injury injured affected us a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's been her rehab though has been very impressive to watch on Instagram. Uh, I think 
I think if there's anyone who's benefited from a year off of COVID, it's Autumn Bailey. And I know that it might be frustrating for her because it's been a long time since she, you know, hit a ball. But um, <clears throat> I'm I'm excited to, to see what see what she can kind of bring to the table. Now, moving forward um, to this year, we don't really need to talk about last year because I'm sure it was. I mean, we, we can if you want to. I'm sure it was frustrating. I'm, sh- I'm sure it was it was a hard thing to go th- go through. But at the same time, was it kind of nice to have a summer off to yourself? Honestly, I was loving uh, twenty <laughs> like twenty twenty was actually pretty amazing for me. Um, uh, maybe even Max too. Like you know, after I was in the Philippines and I was probably quarantined like for two weeks with Cat Bell. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of being in university all over again. So that was really fun. And then I left her and I went straight to Montreal and I was with Max um, and also like Claire Fercheval, Mm -hmm. who plays for McGill. Um, I was with them all summer, which was it was just like a great time. Like it was nice to have a break of like from volleyball, um, especially indoor. Um, But also I hadn't been home for that long since I think before, since I graduated high school, I haven't been home for like more than two weeks, you know? So for me being home for five, six months was absolutely amazing. Um, I spent like my family, they were really strict about, you know, COVID and stuff at first. So I didn't get to see them uh, much. So I was with Max and her family and we were in Juliette, like living our best life. Like we ate, sleep, we trained, we had a gym. Uh, we had like yards, so we played volleyball. We did like a whole bunch of outdoor activities every day. Um, and then after that, like I, well, I met my girlfriend. So I was with her like all summer, like just, you know, exploring, going camping, doing stuff. I was playing beach volleyball, which was not a sport I would say I loved. Like I did it because it was like, okay, like let's play beach volleyball because it's the only thing I can do. But then I really grew um to loving beach volleyball and for the first time like Vero Laplante she who's, taught who's me an, who, like who's this... an absolute legend by the way Vero Laplante is is one oh, of, yeah. is one of those like underrated people in Canadian volleyball that make everything work you know like Vero Laplante yeah, she knows everything like she knows like she's a you know she knows everything about volleyball she knows everyone you know and the, the amount of yeah, times like, that she's... I've been at event elsewhere like in the states and all of a sudden be like oh, i'll be like walking around like hey everett everett and i'll turn around and Vero is standing there and she's l- waving at me i'll be like where did you come from she just shows up at volleyball events all the time and i and i love it yeah exactly so um so she like i would have to say she started me off on my beach volleyball career she was my manager this summer she got me signed up for beach volleyball tournament she got me like partners like she was setting up practices then like we did a couple events with uh, team quebec and then she was like she was literally like hey shy show up this time this time i'm like okay i'll be there like she was my manager this summer so she got me going she kept me in shape um and that that was like so amazing that she was willing to do that because i knew vero like before like i knew vero but i wouldn't say I knew her like we hung out and I would call her like friend. Now she's like family now. So it that's a really cool thing that I got to experience this summer. So I had a great time. Like saw my family hung out. Well, I can't complain about COVID. Like honestly, the this is something that I thought about a lot of how insane the professional volleyball to national team schedule like volleyball schedule is and that you go from your leagues like straight to the national team straight for for nations league and you've got different norseka events and fivv events and then you run that and then like if you're at the world championships or something like that you're literally playing like you play with a national team and you go from that to your club team and then you start it all yeah. over again like you just said uh you graduated in, from like when were you in the final four was that 17 16 2017 yeah 2017 yeah and you know, like we said, like you went straight to Bulgaria, so it's like it, it just seems it never like stops. It, it it never stops. Like, is that something? Like when you like when you watch the NBA, when you watch any other sport, you know, you talk, hear hear about like load management. 
Like there is no load management in in volleyball. Like it's it's crazy. Like even the athletes unlimited league that is going on here in the states, those girls just had to play three games in a row. Imagine like NBA guys or NHL guys having to play three matches in a row. That'd be insanity. It would never happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, you know, it's crazy because in uh, in high school, you know, we used to play like I don't know like. 10 games a day like I don't remember like I'm like I can't even believe we did that in club like we'd play games and games and games and then go the next day three days of like six games a day you know you go to college we play like Friday we'll play Sunday and then we'll play maybe on a Tuesday like but maybe we'll play like Friday and then we'll play Tuesday you know like super mm -hmm. laid back like they gave us a whole day in between um then you go national team the worst tournament ever Pan Am Cup Okay, you play in 10 days, you play like eight to nine games back to back. And not to mention, and it's not like you're not playing like week two. No, no, no. And and like also you're playing you're, like you're playing Brazil, you're playing USA and you're probably playing in like Mexico and Puerto Rico where like the amenities and like the support systems around you aren't necessarily what you expect when you're playing in the USA or Canada exactly exactly so um it's crazy and like in japan for example we actually play saturday sundays every saturday sunday so it's actually a little bit more different than um regular pro seasons because i think like in the pros you would play like you might play like four games in a week but you at least get like a day in between or something like that mm -hmm. we play saturday sunday like back to back um so if you have a big match on saturday Sunday, you better bring your A game because um, that team is looking to steal that win from you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm lucky, you know, I'm young, so I'm not complaining so much. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned you're young. Looking forward to this international season, uh, new coach for, for Team Canada. Obviously, things are going to be a little bit differently. We've seen some We've seen some uh, some retirements come by. Jesse Niles has already uh, announced her retirement. I'm sure we'll see maybe maybe if it's not retirements, a few of the uh, older you know members of the roster take a step back at least for this year. Um, where where do you fit on that? Will you be a part of the of the national team in in 2021? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think uh, there's no I'm, hesitation I'm there whatsoever. Bubble. Like you were like. <laughs> You were like, hey, stop asking this question because I already know what I have to say. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I've been playing on the national team for quite a while, but I I feel like I'm just getting started, you know? Like, I feel like I, I graduated, like, last year, and I'm just, you know, starting off. I'm, like, learning. I'm still learning. I'm learning so much about volleyball still, and I'm still improving, and there's so much room for my game to improve. So, yeah, I'm going to be around – as long as my body is still okay, I'm planning on playing until I'm like 40, 41, 45. Like, let's see. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm here for another, however long Team Canada wants me. Um, but they better watch out because maybe you never know. Like I might play beach volleyball, like just to have a more laid back season. I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't mind that. I think I, I think watching you on the beach would be a lot of fun. A little, a little shine in Marie Alex. <laughs> action there like maybe not because we played in a beach tournament together and um we've concluded that maybe um playing together is not the best combo. i actually yo i i i actually feel that like i feel like in a lot of ways Marie, you and maggie x are best friends but in a partnership between the two of you would never work yeah it, it wouldn't work because i think we were both like we're both net players, you know what I mean? And you're both um, offensive focused. You're both like, give me ball, I'll hit it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe like down the road when I've refined my skills in the back row, maybe. Mm -hmm. But um, for now, no. And, you know, honestly, like, like I think if I'm not playing volleyball, I love indoor. I love indoor so much. It's way more fun, I would say, than beach volleyball. Really? Beach volleyball is... Yeah, like it's more fun. Like you can joke around more with your teammates. You can get a little crazy. Um, but beach volleyball, I find that it's like, it's fun, but you have to be focused. You know, my brain is working. Like after a beach tournament, I'm exhausted. My brain is like coming out of my head. Like I'm just like, okay, I need to think about my shots. I need to breathe. Like 
you cannot hide in beach volleyball, you know? So, um, yeah, I definitely think indoor is a little bit more fun just because I can relax a little bit on the court sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that take before, but, but I can see it. I understand it looking, you know, talking a little bit about, about the national team. It seems to me like this year might be the best year ever for uh, Canadian women playing professionally overseas. You know, the success that you've been having, that Alexa's been having, Kira's been having. It seems like the Canadian women are having success like never before in in not only pro leagues, but big pro leagues. Like you yourself, you know, that, that change from Taiwan and, and Taiwan and Philippines is not the same as playing in the Japanese V-League. You know, as, as the same as you've got Kira, who just led Rajov to a first-place finish. Alexa has been absolutely on fire in in the italian league just seeing those results and those those numbers come in from your teammates around the world does that get you hyped up for a national team season yeah absolutely and i think everybody is putting in the work you know um we have we haven't seen each other in a year and in a year like you know a lot has happened and especially a year right after the olympic qualifier you know so for me, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing like, where is everybody at? Like in the Olympic qualifier, like one of the things I told a lot of the players, especially the younger players, I was like, you know, we need to remember this feeling because it's that's such a crappy feeling. And if we can remember this feeling and you can use it to give you hunger and to drive you in your training and in your games, um, I think we can grow so much individually as players but also as a team and to be seeing like everybody's doing super well everybody is working on their game like I talk to Brie King all the time and you know she like she is juggling like the married life and being a professional athlete and um, I think she's doing such a great job doing that and after her game this weekend uh, well yesterday I was like she's just She's just on fire and she's so young and has so much potential. So it's really exciting um, to see everybody putting in that work. And I can't wait for us to all get back together in April, May. Now, obviously, things are going to be a little bit different with the national team um, due to the COVID situation. Unfortunately, Tom Black and his staff won't be back. Um, so Shannon Windsor will be taking over the roles. Now, I I am not very I've never spoken to Shannon, so I'm not very familiar with her. What would you what are your thoughts on, on Shannon Windsor taking over the head coaching roles for, for the women's national team? I I love Shannon. OK, like I think she's absolutely amazing. Um I think it's really hilarious that she is the head coach because before, like, you know, she was my assistant coach. She was the coach for the B team, you know? So I would talk to her a lot. Like I would complain to her, you know, yeah, like yeah, I'd yeah. complain to her, talk shit. Like I would like no filter, you know, I talked to Shannon and she's that type of person too. And no th- filter. But, and that's like, so that's I an important, talk- that's an important role to have. Like when I was a coach and like, especially a, a younger coach on a, a staff, like that was my role too. You know, like you want to kind of have a better rapport with the athletes so that you can have a, a, a you know, just a, 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 a tighter feel on like what's going on emotionally with the team. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, she was, she, she knew everything about me, you know, um, personally on the court, like what's going on in my head, like things that I want to do. Um, maybe even the color of my underwear, you know, like that's how much I had no okay. filter with her. I mean, I mean, I feel like that's just you having no filter with everyone, though. Let's be honest yeah, with here. Every- <laughs> everyone. But, you know, like with like, you know, now that she's head coach, I'm like, oh, maybe there were certain things I didn't have to tell her. But on, <laughs> but really, like all honesty, um, I think it's it's awesome. And it's such a great opportunity for her, for our national team and for us. Um, for so many different reasons. Um, I think the, the most obvious one is that she's a female coach. And I think that is just so awesome. You know, like we've been wanting it for a long time, but like trying to find the right fit is tough sometimes. Um, but the fact that she's been with us and she knows how everything kind of works and you know, she's, she's a really good coach. She's really, and she's tough, like maybe even more tough than Tom Black, you know? Wow. So I, yeah, okay. absolutely. 
So I really think um, I played with her in one tournament, the, you know, the final four tournament that happened in Colorado um, two yeah, summers yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 I remember that. So, yeah, so Tom had already gone back and Shannon was the one who was uh, the head coach in that tournament. And I think that was one of, uh, like, it was very underrated, but it was probably one of Team Canada's best performances um, that summer because, okay, let other than qualifying for VNL, but I think just the vibe that we had, like we were chest pumping, we were hitting each other's chest, like we were shoving each other. Um, we walked the court like we owned it. And um, I think it was such, it was a feel that we got like from Shannon, like we're super, we're, every single one of us, we we're super confident. Um, we were playing really good volleyball and it was just a really cool environment to be a part of, you know, we played some of the top teams and we were competing really well. Um, so for me, like Shannon won me over as an athlete then, and for her to be head coach now, um, I'm just super excited to, you know, she's, she's intense. She's a comp like a competitor. So I, you know, and she cusses all the time and I love that. Like, so for me, I feel like it will be a really good, next step you know to tom black um for us and she's still like you know she she learned a lot from tom black so she's still gonna be using a lot of his concepts and theories so it's not like a complete different change but i think uh team canada is looking good um just to to add to, to that roster they just announced the the coaching staff as well lauren bertolacci i'm not i'm not familiar with her uh vincenzo malia i i am as the two assistant coaches and then the uh, performance analyst is will be pablo sanchez uh malia has been with the has been has been around you guys a, a little bit with with the women's national team he's also been had a heavy hand in the u of t varsity blues won a national championship with them uh have, have you worked with any of those staff members as well before uh no i haven't um i've never worked with them but i'm super excited like shannon um i think she took the time to really think about uh you know what team canada is lacking in and i think i think we we have the skills like you know i think we're all very skilled players but i think what we've been lacking in is knowing that we're skilled players and playing like we're skilled players and playing like we're not, oh, we're not the Canadians, the nice Canadians, you know, playing with more like a little bit of like grit and, uh, you know, um, straight up. I'm I trying to... But like, I understand like watching you guys from um, the uh, Challenger tournament where you, where you guys qualified for Nations League to um, Pan Am Cup and then uh, Olympic qualifiers. Like after that, there was a very different vibe on, on the teams. And it seems like you had you guys had, had just lost that confidence. And like when you're looking, you know, as, as we talked about a little bit earlier, there's so much success happening with the individually. There's so much success having happening with the Canadian women. So if you guys can just kind of come come together this summer, you know, chest, you know, bump each other's chests a bunch, just pump each pump each other's tires. Like I think that's all that that's missing, to especially to, to competing against teams like Puerto Rico and the and Dominican Republic, those those you know those direct rivals in the Norseka region. Yeah, absolutely. So. That, and that's what, like, you know, that's what we're we're looking forward to. So I think Shannon, she kind of got a staff that will help us in that area, um, not only volleyball-wise, but also, like, you know, push us and get us that grittiness that we need and, uh, you know, have a little bit more, uh, you know, attitude, you know, a little yeah. street, street ball in us. I, yeah. I think that that was a huge change with the men's team. You know, when the men's team over the past decade, like there was a time when the men's team was not the confident men's team that we that we know and love today. Like there was a time when, you know, like there was a time when I was coming to the program, we were losing to Puerto Rico. You know, like things were not pretty. <laughs> th things were not pretty, and they had to develop that 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 mentality. And I can definitely see the same things happening with the women's team, and and I find it very exciting. You mentioned Bree King; she just finished um, three historic matches playing in the Athletes Unlimited League. Have, first of all, have you tuned in? Have you watched any of it? Yeah, I have. I've been uh, I've been watching Brie. I've been waking up early and uh, watching my girl play. Yeah, and you, um, a lot of the people there. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I know, sure like, that. Yeah, I'm sure you're you're quite 
quite familiar with quite a few of them just because of y- you having played in the NCAA. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm familiar with uh, a lot of the players. Um, one of my my university best friend is actually there um, playing in there. And um, there's a couple Gators. So, you know, for sure, like, and it's just exciting. Like it's exciting to see um, professional volleyball league happening in the U.S. right now. So it's close to home and it's American and I can understand the commentators. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Is that something that's in the back of your mind? Like, I would want to go play. Maybe at the tail end of my career, I'd love to go play in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. I think as a professional athlete, um, if we could be making the amount of money that we're making overseas and have the amount of fan base that we have overseas and, you know, the importance of volleyball that we have overseas, if we can have that at home, like in the U.S. or in Canada... I think a lot of us would stay and play close to home and have like accessibility to have our families to come and watch our game or fly like a short flight and come watch our games or to be in an environment that we know and that's not so foreign. Um, I think any one of us would, you know, take up that opportunity if we could. When when did when did professional volleyball start becoming a rea- like a reality in your head for you? Um you know, because you've been playing volleyball for a long time. Our little story time here, Shine and ours, my career is, is intrinsically linked. Um, I, the first game that I ever coached, I was 16 years old. I coached against China, and what I'm pretty sure was her first ever volleyball game for Francoiste way back in, a long time ago in grade seven volleyball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like obviously back then, you know, volleyball, like I'm, I'm sure professional volleyball wasn't exactly on your mind. When did that change? Like when, at what point did it change? Was it in like 18U when they started being like, we're going to play you on the left side because we want your passing to be better. So, you know, like when, 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 when was that point being like, China Joseph can go play professional volleyball? Um, I think like I really thought about it when like playing with the national team. Um, like I did junior national team. When I was, I think, 17, my summer of uh, being 17 uh, years old. But then I think my when I was in college and I would go play with the national team um, in between, you know, like playing in college ball, a lot of the girls were telling me about their experiences like overseas, like horror stories or some were amazing stories. And a lot of the girls were like, you know what, Shai? I think you would have a lot of fun. Like you're such a like a fun person, like you're always down to learn about stuff and people love you when you we travel so I think you'd really like the the you know the professional athlete life and I think like every summer going back to the national team and hearing the girls playing overseas and doing all this stuff that's really when I have to say oh sorry we're good that's when I have to say like uh um I really got the feel of yeah I want to go play I want to go play overseas yeah that's so that was probably like you're like 20 some that's that's pretty crazy and it's like it's such a different reality now for you know canadians whether they're men or women to play professional volleyball because before i mean there was a long time when many of our women's national team weren't getting contracts many of our men's national team weren't, weren't getting contracts and now you guys are almost you know accepted accepted with open arms yeah and i have to say um you know in uh high school i have a um my uh i don't know if you can see me no sorry my best friend is trying to call me (laughs) um uh louise graton was my my coach in grade eight and she's kind of been my my life mentor she's still like in my life you know that's a that's a a very good mentor to have you know like for for, for, absolutely for all those who don't know louise louise graton is the wife of Canadian volleyball legend and all-time great Paul Graton, who uh, they're very they're very involved with the Mavericks club, who China and I are are, uh, are from back in Ottawa. Um, so having having Louise Graton, it seemed to me, you know, looking at that that club team and the club cohort that you had, it was very supportive, kind of kind of moving all the way up. Yeah, exactly, and um, you know, like her her brother, like Paul Graton, he always like would come to our practices and tell us stuff and 
um, he was talking about like, yeah, like I played in Japan and, you know, and I was like, wow, like, that's what I want to do. Like, I, I really like admired that. And I was like, man, like, that's really cool. Like, I didn't know people could do that. And, you know, I think my volleyball career was kind of like that the whole time. It was kind of just, okay, like, I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to play, you know, school ball. Okay, cool. Like, I should play club ball. Okay, cool. I'll play club ball. Oh, shoot. Like, I'm getting scholarships to go play in the States. Okay, I'll go play in the States. Like, it kind of just worked that way. Did you did you play any other sports before volleyball? Yeah, absolutely. I played basketball, soccer, and I ran track and field. Mm -hmm. So, like, I did that year round and then it was kind of like volleyball was you know I actually did not like volleyball so I was just doing volleyball because I wanted to make all the sports school teams and I didn't make the team and I was like kind of insulted because back then I was like volleyball is not even a real sport you know like and I can't even make the team <laughs> volleyball is not even but, a real sport <laughs> yeah because okay in gym class volleyball was the hardest sport to play because it's so technical that you can't just grab a bunch of people and play volleyball, you know, like, especially like younger kids. So yeah, it was, it was the worst sport to play in, in like elementary. So I, mean, I hated it. You've got like the terrible, like $12 white balls that just hurt your arms as soon as you hit them. And they're either way too hard or way too soft. And there's no, there's no good ones in between. Exactly. So yeah, volleyball was not my favorite sport. I still rem have, remember showing up because China went to Kakusti, which is a, a, a school in Ottawa that's known as a sports school. Um, so I'm yeah. assuming like you did Spokitsid, uh, which means that she would go to school for half of her day and they'd, they'd play her sport. So, you know, coming from the other schools in, in Ottawa, having to play Kakusti, especially in volleyball is always an issue. Um, so I remember my first time coaching, I'm in grade 10. And I'm, you know, we're co I'm coaching grade seven girls volleyball, and we show up in our first game of the day is against Kaku State. First of all, I know this is sports school, and second of all, on the other side, I've got Shina Joseph and Fiona McGinty, who's another girl that went went on to play. And both of you were monsters. Like I did not have a girl on my team that came any like even up to your shoulders. And I just remember like watching you hit balls and warm up. And we were not like we were still like just setting the ball over. Maybe we hit a down ball every once in a while. Pretty sure we lost you guys in the finals that season. Like, you know, we could serve yeah. well, but other than that, we couldn't do anything. We had a couple of girls that played club, but still, like, walking into that gym and seeing a twelve-year-old Bambi Shina Joseph was <laughs> was something else. And I, I honestly like grade seven. I was really bad. Like, I could jump high. I could hit the ball really hard. But sometimes I would whiff. Like sometimes I completely miss the ball. Oh, I'm I'm telling you right now. I told my girls to serve at you, right? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Because like, because they were so scared of you. I mean, like we're talking about like like twelve, thirteen year olds here. And I remember, I think you hit one ball, and it wasn't a bounce. Like we're talking about little kids here. You just hit it, and they were like so scared. And I was like, you know what, girls, we're gonna serve at her. Did they act? Were they actually able to? Hell no. no. But did, did, did we have a good time with it? Uh, absolutely. And uh, it's cra it's crazy to think that like that little girl who didn't like playing volleyball is now, you know, not only playing on the national team, but playing overseas in Japan. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, I have I had a lot of great people along my career just like point me in the right way. And like John Spock, you know, he put like his sweat and tears into me for club like I had him all four years. Um, so that guy, he's a legend. John Nguyen always like snippy snapping in my ear, like telling me what to do. I, and I can, I can still see him like comment on your stuff sometimes on, on Instagram. Always. Stuff like that. He always he's, texts me. He's always got his two Like cents, he asked eh? me, yeah, he asked me like, he's like, Hey, big shot. Like, can you get me some shoes and some cool ge Mizuno gear from, uh, Japan? And I'm like, what's your size? Like infant infant two infant three <laughs> so like you know i'm always like you know going back and forth with john Nguyen, and yeah it's pretty awesome and then like mary um like the other day mary and like florida volleyball they sent me Saw a that. care package yeah some gear like some florida gear so that's really awesome that you know the people along my way like getting me here they're you know still supporting me and they're still a part of my life yeah, that's that's crazy. I saw that care package that Florida sent you. It was like, damn, that's some nice gear over there. 
Would yeah, like, a lot of people commented too. <laughs> that's, the, you know, what was it like playing at Florida? Because, uh, like, I feel like Florida playing for University of Florida might be the furthest possible thing from playing in Canada in terms of like culture and what it is like down there in in Gainesville. Like, what was it like to be a Gator for four years? Honestly, like, I have to say, it's probably the best. It was the best time of my life. Like, being first of all you like university of florida it's it's a athlete school like you walk around and you Tim have Tebow. olympians like yeah like absolutely you have olympians you have nfl players like a lot of successful athletes professional athletes come out of the university of florida so it's a really cool environment to be a part of and the brand like florida gators like i'm in taiwan i have people coming up to my games with like florida gear um in the Philippines, a lot of people, like one of the ESPN announcers, she's like, yeah, I've been watching you since you've been in college. Like, you know, um, Florida volleyball is, yeah, for sure it's a program. And a lot of programs are well known um, for different things, but Florida Gators, it's a brand, it's a way of life. And a lot of people around the world just love it. Um, so it's really like, and you can feel it. As soon as you walk into the campus and you're in that city, Gainesville, you feel that, like, yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in the swamp right now. So it's really cool. And, you know, being, I don't know, like being a Gator and like playing NCAA sports, it's outstanding. And especially when you play for a top 10 school in the NCAA, like I would tell any Canadian, yeah, go, go down to the States. You need to live that experience. Even if it's just for a year, like it's, the best time of my life and I don't think even as a professional athlete I don't think you get that kind of commitment and those kind of resources um you know like as an athlete so it's amazing I think the resources is a huge part because you know I think even going from even like a youth sports setting where you've got therapists and you have trainers and you have you know therapy rooms and all, all of these different things that's not necessarily the case when you go to Europe like you might have a therapist and trainer on the bench for you to do some taping, but it's not like it's not like the M NBA. It's not like Athletes Unlimited who they've got Norma Tech sitting all over the place for, for for players to use. Like you're almost on your own in a lot of ways for your own like recovery and and like body care. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you're just you're really treated well. Like you know, they're obviously investing in you, but they're taking care of their investment. You know, so it's really it's incredible the kind of opportunities you get to play in the states now you I've, i don't know if i've ever asked you this but how did it feel to get praised by karch the way you did in that in your final national championship like there's full-on clips of karch karai just talking about how he loves your energy and, and loves you on the court like is that something you're you're aware of honestly no like i've heard i've heard it a, a few times um but no i i didn't know um, do, you, for, do, honestly, do you know who Karch is? Like, did you know who Karch was? Yeah, yeah, okay. I know who okay, Karch okay. is. Like, I like I had an interview with him like in the final four, and you know, like walking into the room, he's like super serious. You know, like he's like so, asking us like you know personal questions. So, when did you start playing volleyball? And I was like, yeah, like I hated it. He's like, you hated volleyball? And I was like, yeah, like you know, like I saw Karch like. You know, I was like being me, but I'm like, oh man, he's kind of scary, you know, like he's intimidating. Um, but yeah, I didn't know he like talked about that, about me that way. And I still haven't watched any of my games, like, like final four games. I haven't watched, I haven't seen any of the commentating. So I really like, I'm still hurting. I haven't recovered from it and I'm still hurting from it. So one day I will. That's fair. You know what? One day when you when you choose to, <coughs> we should sit down and we'll do a watch party of it. We'll like we'll we'll get to, we'll get some people together. We'll get some popcorn. You know, <laughs> sit on the couch. We'll watch the game. We'll film our reactions and we'll we'll go through. Absolutely. We'll go through. Maybe we'll bring in John Nguyen because I know he'll have a few good chirps um, to oh, to, yeah. to throw your way. But for sure. Maybe, maybe is is. Is Nations League happening? Is Women's Nations League happening in Ottawa again this year? Um, no. So the word is that Nation League is going to create a bubble. Yes, actually, I, I did know that. Sorry, dang. Yeah. So so yeah, it's actually like I'm really upset about that too. I've completely um, forgot about that because man, imagine but having you played 
having you playing in Ottawa, like I know like the Mavericks club would have like blown that up. Like that would have been a thing to have Shauna Joseph come back and play for team Canada in, in her hometown. Yeah, that would have been amazing. So I'm hoping that, you know, next, next year we still qualify for VNL and that we have the opportunity to play back at home with, with fans, with, with fans, <laughs> hopefully. with fans, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that would be a big thing because it, it's watching volleyball without fans is, is weird. Like, has it been weird for you playing without fans? Yeah, absolutely. There's some games, it, it, it feels almost, it's nice because it feels like a practice setting, you know, it's more laid back, but it's definitely like, you don't get that same kind of energy, you know, uh, around the crowd. Like, I feel like a crazy person, like jumping around and going crazy around my teammates, especially with the Japanese people. Like they're super, my team, especially, we're super quiet and laid back. And sometimes I'm like, Wah! and they look at me like, like I feel awkward for cheering, you know. Like I'm like, oh, sorry guys, it's too loud. <laughs> That's fair though. Are you? Do you? Do you know about your contract situation next year? Have you? You know, have you signed a contract for next year? Are you still? Are you still waiting? Um, no, I haven't signed a contract for next year. Um, there's there's so many things happening just because of COVID, and um, our head coach is also Brazilian, mm. so um, he needs to see if he's staying. Like uh with her team and like when i first came onto the team and when he was uh looking at me he really wanted to work with me and uh develop me as an athlete so um i'm kind of just kind of going with the flow and like his flow and uh yeah and hoping to stay in japan maybe go to south korea we don't know uh you know i kind of i love volleyball and i want to play at the highest league but i also want to travel and you guys can tell because max and i were just travel travel bugs so yeah i'm just kind of i'm going with the flow speak touching on south korea real quick did you hear about uh the scandal uh that's happening i guess with a couple players of their national team yeah the twins that yeah. <laughs> were both i was really uh surprised about that i'm like you know as a kid you did a lot of stupid things you know and uh to be reprimanded for that um I think it's amazing that they're reprimanding them like, you know, years after, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a little, it's, it's a little too late. Like <laughs> it's, I feel like it's a little too late and a little extreme, you know? And, but on the flip side, like, I'm kind of like, Hey, you know what? Korea defeated uh, Canada and the Olympic qualifiers. You had two players that, you know, are now deemed were shouldn't have been eligible maybe based off your own. So maybe Korea just should, to give us their spot yeah absolutely and i think you know if if they're being taken out i'm like well you know we should take it up to fivb and talk about this whole situation because all their games should considered to be forfeited you know maybe like yeah. something like that i mean in 2016 we did have an entire cuban team or a bunch of cuban guys that were uh arrested for rape and cuba was still allowed to play in the olympics so um yeah, I, I think the FIVB is is they've already made their stance on where they where they stand on this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. FIVB is about um, money and volleyball entertainment, you know. Even and then. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's, uh, it's, it's business. Yeah, it's it, a business, it, it, right? It is. It is a business. So, but you know what? We're in the business of of good volleyball and watching you bounce balls. So you know what? I think China. I can't I can't thank you enough for coming and taking the time to to ch chat with us and, and hang out with us. I know it's getting pretty late there. It's about 11 p.m. in in Japan. And uh, yeah, is there anything that you wanna you wanna say? Anyone you wanna say hi to before before I let you go here? Well, no, I just want to say uh, thank you for reaching out. And you know, Everett, like we go way back for sure. Way and. Back. Uh, I love when you you hit me up to do anything for you like anytime and well, yeah well let's do some more hopefully uh it's so frustrating I wish I could say that I'd see you guys this this summer but I I don't you know maybe maybe I'll hopefully I'll, I can make my way out to Vancouver at some point for for some training we'll see if they they let me in the gym I'll wear like three masks you know bubble bubble wrap myself if if need be just 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 let me come hang out for a little bit yeah sounds good and uh, okay, I'm actually gonna give a shout out 
to someone. Let's do it. Let's hear it. And she's going to be so embarrassed about it. But I love you, Tara. That's it. Oh, is that your girlfriend? Yeah, it is. She's so embarrassed. Because, like, you know, you know, when you you date a normie, let's say, they don't really know about the volleyball life. So uh, she's like learning about it. And it's amazing. So I, 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 I also date a normie um my girlfriend is a is a dancer and so she Ooh, knows nice. she knew absolutely nothing about volleyball before dating me like she didn't even know like she knows nothing about sports and then she, <laughs> and she starts dating me so she's she's starting to she's starting to catch along it's good though like when we're watching volleyball she has like a very like she has a very like a different outlook, a, a different outlook and a different eye for watching. So sometimes she'll like point things out and being like, I don't like this because of this thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a pleb and you don't know anything about it. So this is probably a good thing to to <laughs> to, uh, to to to. Yeah. Know. So it's 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 interesting. I've always wanted to do like a, a series with her where like I sit down and we watch volleyball together and I just record like the questions and stuff that she asks. No, for sure. And even my girlfriend, too, like before my games, I always talk to her and she's like, I'm like, okay, Tara, give me the, the pregame talk. And she'll give me like this little pump up talk. And it's amazing because the things she says, it's like hilarious, but she just like, she's just like picking stuff from movies, right? Like she's just going for every single cliche she can find. Yeah, absolutely. But also some like good stuff. And like, she knows how to like, you know, she knows my ticks and my buttons. So she'll push my buttons to like get me like hyped up. So it's perfect. Awesome. Well, Shine, I can't thank you enough to have come and joined us today. Uh, I guess not really best of luck because your season is 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 done in Japan, still but going. still going. Um, it, with with the the V Cup. So best of luck with the rest of that, and you know, stay safe, safe travels home, and uh, can't wait to see you back here in Canada. Yeah, thank you so much, Everett, and you too. Stay safe. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you next time. Good night, or I mean, good day. Good. It's good morning. It's good morning here. Good night for you. Good morning. Good morning. Peace. Okay. Peace. Bye.